listeners. Welcome to VegHead Speaks. This is Robin, your host, and today I want to talk to you about salt. Salt is um, also known as sodium. If you look at your uh, nutrition facts labels that we talked about in a previous um, episode, uh, you can see it listed as sodium and it'll give you, it usually give you the amount in milligrams. And often you don't, uh, people don't know what that actually means. So the dietary guidelines recommend 23 milligrams a day um, of salt, less than 23 milligrams a day uh, of, of sodium. And that's approximately a, tea, a teaspoon, which is a very small amount. Whereas the American Heart Association, their recommendation is less. So 15, less than 1,500 milligrams a day is what they recommend. And that's three quarters of a teaspoon. And the American Heart Association, of course, is addressing hypertension issues. So people with high blood pressure should really try to decrease their sodium intake because the more sodium you have in your body, the more water it draws in, which creates a higher blood pressure. So often um, diuretics will be uh, prescribed to counteract um, high blood pressure, which basically means you're urinating and voiding that um, the fluid to decrease that pressure. And there's other medicines as well. I'm not a doctor, so I, I can't tell you much about it, but I, I know the general principle of, of some of them. And another alternative um, to those medicines is to decrease your salt intake, your sodium intake. So I, I want to offer a few tips um, that I know of uh, to do that. And I, I can say that for a while, uh, my husband and I were eating very uh, low sodium because he had some elevated um, uh, blood pressure, uh, elevated blood pressure. And it, it was a struggle. Um, you know, until I got better with using uh, the herbs and spices um, in, in a larger quantity, uh, things were a little bland to him. And and that can happen, and it will happen. Um, even if you don't decrease your salt intake, as you start eating a more plant-based diet, things may at first taste a little bland, And um, because vegetables don't have a lot of salt already in them. Um, but if, you know, they have enough. So if you're just eating fruits and vegetables and whole grains, and not using any salt or any processed foods, you're getting enough sodium. So I think uh, nature provided that for us long ago. And with the advent of uh, processing and uh, packaged foods, our intake of salt has increased. And the more you eat, the, um, the less sensitive your taste buds are. So you need to eat more. So when you cut it out, it takes a while for your taste buds to sort of acclimate and again, get used to the real flavors of the food and that don't have salt on them. So um, a few of the ways I address it is I don't use a salt shaker on the table. I don't have, so that's step one, just take it off your table. I've sat down to eat with people uh, and food that I've prepared and, you know, they look around with the salt shaker and have to ask for it, which I'll gladly give it to them. But I'm always surprised because they haven't even tasted the food yet. Now, maybe they tasted my food before. I don't know. But um, I've also been noticed that that 
habit in in people at um, restaurants. So the food comes, their habit is to instantly reach for the salt shaker and and salt it. And it's one of these um, automatic motions that's sort of ingrained. And so before they even taste the food, they're already salting it. And it's you having to break that habit. So you remove the salt shaker, replace it with something if you must. Uh, I don't know, maybe... Um, you know, cut up some fresh parsley or something. I don't know, but um, just, or, or use pepper. Maybe just try to use pepper on things and see if that changes the flavor and just kind of break that automatic uh, knee-jerk reaction to grab the salt shaker. Um, I can tell you uh, any sort of food prepared in a restaurant, um, even those that are n- noted as being low sodium, um, are probably at the maximum threshold, if not slightly above uh, what's allowed in the dietary guidelines of the 2,300 milligrams of sodium. So getting rid of the salt shaker is the first step. And that might be as far as you want to go. That might be really hard and take you a while to do that. That's okay. Just really experiment with it. Have it be fun and 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 just really try to get through that a process of things tasting bland and maybe use uh, something that's sort of, um, uh, a, you know, you can use a salty um, food like olives to sprinkle on top a little bit to give you that umami or salty flavor. And at least you're getting some other nutrients with it uh, rather than just salt. Um, it does have higher fat, olives do. And if you're watching your fat content, content due to uh, heart disease issues, um, cardiovascular issues, then that wouldn't be a good alternative. But um, certainly there there are other things. Uh, Mrs. Dash has a uh, a blend or several different blends of no salt, uh, just herbs and got a ground up that might be kind of take place of that automatic shaking habit. Okay. The other alternative would be to not salt your foods when you're cooking them. And I don't do that either. I don't salt my foods. I use um, other herbs and spices, fresh and dried. And, uh, you know, the biggest the biggest challenge I had <clears throat> in my own life with um, eliminating the sodium was pretty much anything canned <clears throat> or, <clears throat> excuse me, or packaged has salt added. And it's, you know, you, like, for example, if you want to, and speed up a pot of beans if you want to make a big pot of uh, vegan chili and you don't want to spend the day cooking the night before soaking and cooking the beans um one alternative um i have found is get a pressure cooker that's i love it it speeds things up tremendously um and then you don't have an issue with salt at all but if you buy canned beans to use in your um bean dishes you know, they have sodium in them. You can purchase the low sodium uh, versions of it, which I recommend and I do do. I also pour them into a uh, colander and rinse them really well and, uh, you know, use use them that way. So I feel like I'm, I'm washing some of the, the salt off of them. You may be washing some of the nutrients off them as well, but I'm more concerned. I was more concerned at the time about um, washing the salt off. Uh, you know, for example, it's salts in so many products that you buy that are already packaged. I uh, recently picked up a, a bottle of Simply Juice uh, grapefruit juice that's 100% grapefruit juice. 
And I flipped it over just out of curiosity, and there's 10 milligrams of sodium in it. Now, granted, you may don't, maybe don't drink an eight ounce glass. That's the serving size that it has for that. But, you know, it still uh, contributes to your daily intake. And, you know, you remember your daily intake, if you're going by the American uh, Heart Association's guidelines, is only 1,500 milligrams. And if you're going by the dietary guidelines, it's less than 23, which is, a, you know, roughly a teaspoon, six grams. So it's not much. Now, the other option is to maybe just try a few kernels of, you know, at the, you know, cook your food and get rid of the salt shaker, but then really just sprinkle very little amounts on it. I, I can't speak to the, the salt substitutes. I've never used them. Uh, and they may, they may be a good substitute to get you through the hump. I don't, I don't know, but, um, certainly, you know, there's, uh, this fresh herbs, I think, is the way I want to go. There's also, uh, you know, you can use the the light soy sauce, um, maybe when you're cooking a little bit, or I think there's a vegan Worcestershire sauce and Tabasco. Those all have salt in them that you need to look and see is it less than actually um, the real the real salt. So any sort of you'll find salt in any canned foods, pretty much any packaged foods, certainly in the the salty snack items, right? That's what why people eat them. They like the salt. Um, a lot of salted nuts. You can buy nuts that are roasted that are not salted, which I would encourage you to do. And um, anything pickled. So pickles and, and kimchi and uh, anything kind of like that uh, typically has a um, high salt content. So eat it. If you're going to eat it, eat it sparingly. And if you are watching a high blood pressure, I would encourage you to try to eliminate for it for a little while and see if it, it makes a difference for you. Some of the other um, things I read about um, salt that you may not think about, and if you haven't made the full transition to plant-based diet and you're still consuming um, dairy products, cheese. Cheese has a high... Um, uh, um, percentage of salt that that's used to um, help process it, obviously, and make it taste better. And it also is all fats, so it's kind of a double whammy. <laughs> so if you're eating cheese, really enjoy it, and uh, and just know that that's you know going to be a treat rather than a norm. Uh, I would encourage you to maybe you know really savor it, eat less of it. Uh, don't automatically put it on your salads and, and vegetables, uh, and and just eat it by itself and just really um, eat it in smaller quantities if, if you cannot eliminate it completely. Um, the other things that the uh, high content, when you look at a population where uh, that where a lot of the salt is found, it was pizza. A slice of pizza has a really high percentage. Um, and bread. Uh, for Oddly enough, the older generation, they, most of the sodium came from eating bread. Uh, and then for the middle-aged folks, it was sort of chicken. And this was sort of news to me because um, you think, oh, how can there be salt in chicken? Well, apparently when I did a little research on it, uh, the producers of chicken tend to inject the chicken um, to plump it up before they sell it. So you're actually, it, it, when you add sodium to something, it draws in water and that's kind of what happens to your body, right? So it's what happens to this chicken and meat, and meat does it as well. So it adds weight 
And so you're basically paying for um, kind of a false weight a little bit. It's not, I mean, a huge amount, obviously. That would be, probably be an issue with um, USDA, but it certainly um, adds, you know, from a health perspective, it adds, you know, sodium to your diet that you're not even accounting for. So you could be washing your beans and eating low sodium and and uh, get got rid of your salt shaker, but still feel like you're consuming some meat because you just can't give that up and feel like chicken's the healthier version, you might be getting sodium in that in that sense. And the same thing with like non-fat milk. Um, when they take the fat out, they have to put something back in to kind of make it taste good and and typically it's sodium. So those are a few items that I want you to be aware of um, when you're you're trying to cut down on your sodium. And um, you know, I hope you're able to do that. I I I, you know, use a lot of um, fresh herbs. I have found that one of the biggest is cilantro. My husband really likes and it adds a lot of flavor um, when we were going salt-free and um, it just made his food have more flavor to it. So he enjoyed it more. And um, I, I cooked a lot of my own beans. Not only are, if you buy uh, a, a big bag of beans, it goes a long ways. It's really cost-effective. Um one of the first things you'll hear from people is, oh, I can't eat healthy. It's too expensive. And I, I'm always kind of perplexed by that because I don't, I don't really understand it. I'm like, how can buying a big bag of beans be more expensive than buying a, um, you know, a, a thing of meat? Cause I know meat can be pretty expensive and, and you get so many, um, meals out of beans or lentils. Lentils is kind of my all time favorite because, lentils cook so fast. But when I cook my beans, um, and I do both, I, I, you know, I get short on time like everybody and don't plan ahead, but you had to throw, had to throw it together a meal and um, we'll open a can of beans, rinse them and use them in something. I'd rather have you do that than not eat beans. Um, but uh, cooking them, you can cook them in a large volume and it's cost efficient and it, it, it provides several, um, several meals for you and leftovers. So it's, you know, plant-based eating, um, like most meals, requires some preparation and, and forethought to make it um, it's go smoothly. Uh, getting back to the lentils, uh, they're such a, a versatile um, uh, protein source. And, you know, I use lentils. They cook up in 20 minutes. You can throw them in. Um, I don't use, obviously, use meat in my pasta sauce. And so... I'll throw them in with my noodles and my whole grain noodles and cook them up that way. Or, you know, throw add them in. If I have leftovers in the fridge, add them into my pasta sauce. You can put them on a salad. Um, I add them into my chili beans uh, just to kind of give it different texture and nutrient boost. And so they're super versatile and um, super quick to um, cook. So if legumes and um, are sort of new to you, I would say, um, try lentils. And there's the green kind of brownish lentils that you'll find on the bean aisle. And, you know, I like them, you know, I cook them up, um, you know, by themselves and just add spices to them and then add fresh vegetables, like whatever's in season and kind of eat it as a, a cold salad that way. And it's really delicious, but, you know, you can really put them almost in anything and they just kind of protein up, you know, up and your, whatever it is you're cooking. And, um, 
don't need a lot of salt. So uh, again, the salt issue, you know, you'll see, oh, you need salt to cook your pasta. Well, no, you don't. Oh, you need salt for this. No, you don't. You don't really need salt for anything um, other than, you know, your personal taste. And once I think you sort of get that, um, you know, you get the, your taste adjusted, you'll find uh, eating out and and eating um, canned soup or any sort of um, canned item is going to be really, really too salty for you. So you'll have to start looking for um, some of the other brands uh, that put out soups that have low salt in them. And, um, you know, the other canned food that I I find really hard to avoid sodium is, is like diced tomatoes. I use diced tomatoes in so many things because I, I like getting the, the nutrients from tomatoes and they add color and I just really love the flavor. And so when I am out of my own canned ones, which I typically do if I have um, an abundance in the summer um, and not everybody has a time or inclination to do that, uh, you know, certainly you can buy the uh, low sodium ones and, you know, or just cut up like right now it's summertime, you can buy fresh tomatoes and use those instead of the canned. So um, pretty much anything without a, a, a label, like a fresh fruit or vegetable, um, you know, will have very little sodium in it. So it's kind of a safe food to eat. And again, just avoid uh, the salty snack foods and pickled and um, processed foods and you'll be able to diminish your um, sodium intake and start reading keep reading your labels just keep reading your labels I wanted to share with you um, uh, one of the ways to kind of judge how much sodium is in something I I was referring to uh, Dr. Michael Greger has written a book uh, how not to die and um, if you're, if you're going to spend some money and get a book, I, I really like his book. He also has a, um, a, uh, a YouTube, uh, you know, videos and stuff that come out uh, that uh, it's called nutritionfacts.org. And he reviews all the, the current literature and research that comes out and addresses many of the discrepancies in those, in what is published out of those, those, um, that research and, um, kind of dispels some of the myths that make it to mainstream media, but he's written a book and, um, it's pretty easy to read. Um, you know, I, I find, and, uh, one of the ways he suggested for, um, you know, to buy foods lower in sodium was to buy foods with fewer milligrams of sodium uh, uh, that's on the label than there are grams in the serving size. So as you know, if you look at your nutrition facts, you have a serving size. And then if you scrolled, you know, kind of go down, you'll see the, the milligrams of sodium in that item. So you want the milligrams of the sodium to be less than the grams that are in the serving size. And it should give you both those. And so, for example, if it's 100 grams of the serving size is 100 grams, the product should have less than 100 milligrams of sodium. So hopefully that's an easy ballpark. The other one he recommends in his book, and it's actually from a, a dietitian. His name is Jeff Novick, and I've actually heard Jeff talk, and um, or you know, and he's really hilarious. If you ever have a chance to see any of his YouTube videos, 
I would encourage you to. He's one of my favorite RDs to um, to listen to. Um, he says, you know, if you're trying to, you know, get fewer milligrams of sodium per serving um, than there are calories, um, the trick he he kind of does is for a 2,000 calorie a day um, diet. If you had um, so if everything you ate had more calories than sodiums, you would make it probably at least under the dietary guidelines of 2,300 um, milligrams a day. So you just want to have less sodium than your total in calorie intake. Does that make sense? So if you're 2,000 and the sodium intake for the dietary guidelines is 23, then you know it would be less. But um, that one may not be as easy for or intu- as intuitive for you to follow. But the the key is just being aware. I mean, again, reading your labels and being aware of what's coming from what you're eating. Um, it's not just making sure there's nutrients, but it's also knowing the sodium and the sugar content and and that sort of and the, and the number of calories. Um, I can tell you, if you're eating a full-on plant-based diet and eating legumes and tofu and lots of fruit and lots of vegetables and lots of whole grains, quinoa and brown rice, uh, you will not only be full, but you'll have um, less calories than you normally do. And you will most likely lose weight without even trying. Um, So I will address that on another podcast because I know weight is um, a big issue for many people. As a a society, uh, we have um, an overweight epidemic you keep reading about it as I do and it's one of the motivating factors uh, for me going into dietetics uh, mainly not for adults but for children uh, seeing overweight children just um, uh, it breaks my heart to think that they're going to have a, a less healthy adulthood um, and and that this really and it's all due to diet so I will address that later but I hope my tips for you on sodium have um as simple as they are, they can be very hard for people. So, uh, you know, be gentle with yourself as always, but try really hard to just make those steps. Get it off the table, get it out of the cabinet and your cooking and and embrace trying new um, flavors, curries and um, fresh basil and oregano and try the Mrs. Dash different blends. And there's just... Um, you know, cilantro and whatever, let me know, whatever your favorite um, seasoning is, um, you know, it's, it's really a personal taste. So, you know, you, I can't tell you the the definite go-to I can share with you what I like, but it, you know, everyone has different tastes. That's what makes the world so interesting is, and we have so many, so much variety because there is such a wide variety of preferences. So that's my spiel on salt and sodium. And I, if you are struggling with high blood pressure, um, I would really encourage you to do your best to reduce um, the sodium intake. And um, it might make whatever medicines you're on more effective. And it may allow you, if you're very successful, to not even take the medicines. Um, I, I can't say that that'd be your position, but. Uh, that's what I would be striving for if it were me. And um, okay, so until next time, thanks for joining me. As always, you can reach out to me with your questions or comments by recording a message at the anchor.fm um, website, 
or you can email me at vegheadspeaks at gmail.com. If you're interested in what I'm cooking, uh, you can follow me on Instagram. It's veghead, lowercase, um, dash, speaks. And I have photographs of kind of what's going on in my kitchen. I also have a Facebook page, uh, veghead, lowercase, speaks, um, lowercase, dash, speaks, um, which I show the very same things, uh, similar things. And I also have some other um posts on there that you can follow me on. And I have a blog at vegheadspeaks.wordpress.com that you can kind of read what um, a little bit more in depth, some of the topics that I find important and interesting. So until next time, have a good week. And each day, each meal is a new opportunity to eat more fruits and vegetables and whole grains. And I encourage you to do that. Thanks again for joining me.